0: Everything was looking really, really good. Yuki was super fit. Friday came around, Friday practice. Friday practice, bro. Yeah. So this is on the Friday, before the, before, Friday the before the race? the oh before the race. Yes, yeah, so this is first, first practice together. First weekend together. He's grabbed the golf ball and he just lobbed it onto my shin. Obviously it hurt, right? And he's giggling. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You, you think that's funny? Okay, cool, no worries. He took the foam roller, started rolling his back. I just like threw the golf ball over my shoulder. Like I wasn't even looking. And it just hit him straight in the oh. eye. Like right eye. <laughs> Like, and I even heard the pop. Like he hit it clean. By this point, we're leaving for the track in about two hours, and he just looked at me and he's like,
1: "Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gents." Welcome back to Pit Stop, I know the intro's better now, it's got considerably better since last time. That was big energy time.
2: mate, that was <laughs> big yeah, energy. Was.
1: We've had a good morning guys, we've been on a little adventure, we yeah. have another guest with us today.
2: Yep, a very special guest, a returning guest, I'm just picking some fluff off the microphone, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Michael Italiano.
0: <laughs> Let's go! Thanks guys. This, this room has changed quite a lot, more so a lot of merch, I'm quite jealous. Oh yeah, yeah, when you came it was
1: probably pretty bare in here. Oh yeah, it was empty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were our first
2: guest with the cameras. So I remember it because it was like the best looking episode we have ever done. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah, nice. Uh, it feels
0: like a long time. I and the episode's now. done all right recently. I don't blame you. I mean, I'm following it, and yeah, you're getting some, uh, you getting some good names up on here. I mean, look at this fastest lap leaderboard. It's, uh, it's quite a resume. I won't lie. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's cool. But last time you were here, that wasn't even there, and that you just made a good point of how quick Brad's lap is. <sighs>
0: Beat, phenomenal. Well
2: done. <laughs> but yeah, as Fab was saying this morning, we went out and we did the first ever episode of the Pit Stop Go-Karting Championship. Is that what we're going to call it?
1: Fastest lap.
2: The Pit Stop Fastest Lap yeah. in real life.
1: Yeah, we've been very lucky, guys, that we've uh, basically, we're working with a track, Brentwood Karting, shout out to Dan. Uh, they're kind of making their track the home of the Pit Stop Fastest Lap. So, and Michael, you're the first guest to set a lap, so...
0: Yeah, it was it was fun. It's, it's actually it's quite a fun track. Um mm. bit tricky. Um not too happy how you guys teamed up together and uh gave each other a bit of a slipstream, so I was already down there. <laughs> um I've, I've got loads of excuses, so let me know when you want them. <laughs> I've always <laughs> got your back bro. <laughs> slipstream.
2: Well let's roll that now. Let's roll the carton. And we'll be back after it. For those of you watching A large percentage of you aren't subscribed to the YouTube, so please do hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment down below, we reply to all of them, and here you go. This is Michael, the Pit Stop
1: fastest lap.
0: Oh boy. Hello
1: everyone, we're here at Brentwood Karting. This is gonna be the home of the Pit Stop fastest lap. We've got the sim laps. now we've got karting laps. Mm. We've got our first guest. There he is. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hit the track. And here we go then. The pit stop fastest lap hits the track. Michael reckons he's quicker than the both of us, has had some coaching from Yuki. Can he apply it on the track? All three of us out here to set our fastest times. I do want to remind people these carts look slow. They're actually very fast when you're in them, okay? It's all about taking the corners perfectly. You need to ride the curves. And speaking of riding curves, Fab's not doing that right now as he takes that one wide by the looks of things. Jake's staying perfectly within the lines. Now this corner
2: we're coming up to here, you can take it flat. But getting it right
1: takes unbelievable effort. You do have to ease this. As you come round the end, fly down the straight and into the first turn, which is where Michael is now. This is flat out through here. And speeds, serious speeds for the pit stop fastest lap right here. And into the final
2: chicane before you come round the big home straight. What has Michael Italiano done? He's lost. He's,
0: he's, he's too happy. He's too happy. <laughs> It has to be him first. I'm convinced. You
1: ready boys? Yeah, I am. I do As a disclaimer, as we know, as we spoke about, as a weight advantage to some of us, I must say.
2: You pointed at me first! (laughs) You pointed at me Me first! He's
1: 35 kilos, I'm 82, you're 60. You just pointed at me. No, that means he's protecting me. (laughs) (laughs) Which means I'm slow. (laughs) You guys ready then? Yeah, go on. Start the pit stop, Brentwood, carting, fastest lap, leaderboard.
2: Yes boys! Oh. By a long way! Damn. Oh there is a weight difference. There is a serious weight difference. Let's take a look at the lap that got the time then because I have no idea how I managed to do it. I've crossed the line very nicely, stuck to the inside. I don't actually have any DRS. Fab is a little bit too far in front. This first corner didn't catch me out. May have um, to curve a little bit there, a bit too much. But this is where I was perfect. I figured out that if I go from the outside in, I can straight line all the way around here into the corner, which I was usually breaking. and I believe this is the one time I don't drift out. I stay to the inside, which kept me... Here we go, maybe I do have a little bit of a slipstream there, actually. But there you go! That is my pit stop fastest lap. And that's that. Jake is the fastest. Can you believe it?
1: Bro, honestly, I it does not make sense. You're 95kg. I think mine at least 105. <laughs> <laughs> you weigh about 40kg. No, I'm
2: 78. You have no excuse with me. I've have, I've have slapped you. I
1: am clearly heavier than you.
2: No, Michael is clearly heavier than me, okay? He's got <laughs>
0: 17 kilos on me. I will say though even with 17 kilos, I think you were a 1.7 seconds quicker Something than ridiculous. me. <laughs> so I don't even really think that would count. But look, a slipstream, I'm going to say one or two tenths mm. on that track. Mm-hmm. 17 kilos, give me half a second. So you're still a second quicker than me. <laughs> so I can't really complain.
1: To be honest, we know that you've had a bit of experience in a car before yeah. with Yuki.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have. And he's taught me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um mainly to do with like lines and like how to position the cart heading into corners as you can tell it's really helped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're third mate so far So that's not bad You're still on the podium can
2: Yeah you? I can't wait To get more people on We will continue The pit stop fastest lap A fun little segment We will also get
0: you On the sim at the end though Can you just get Some heavier people To do that <laughs> To do that <laughs> carding track Because I don't think Anyone's going to be Slower than me I was
1: about to Call someone up I don't you, really You know are, what are a big guy I, I remember last time Do you remember
2: we said He's got the best posture And you just said it then You do have amazing posture
1: Oh thanks guys yeah. Just a, like you Just saying. a beautiful face <laughs> And a great figure And your legs You're, you're just you
0: trying should... to Soften me up After so coming out.
1: last <laughs> Michael, it's been a minute, right? Since you've been in the flat, people have wanted you back, which Mm. is great. We've been having comments about you and stuff. Your life's changed a little bit since we last spoke.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, in season when we actually spoke. But yeah, I know I was with McLaren. I was with Daniel. Yeah. Now I'm with AlphaTauri, Yuki, younger driver. So yeah, lots changed. moving teams has been not not really a uh, unfamiliar territory for me mm-hmm. <laughs> it's now my fourth team but first time changing drivers so that was uh, very weird like yeah. I, I will say race one in bahrain felt weird mm. um maybe not as weird now as when you know come uh, come now that daniel was on the other side of the garage mm. but uh yeah get, getting used to that and not walking just knowing which uh driver room to walk in now is, yeah. uh, is becoming a bit of a challenge <laughs> yeah just making sure i don't walk into daniel's driver room might walk into yuki's um <laughs> full but, of the uh, scent. yeah yeah but uh, honestly it's, it's going all it's all going great like um working with yuki is really cool um he's got tremendous amount of potential as a young as a young kid and a lot to learn and me as a coach i love i guess teaching what i've learned in life and as a coach and just like you know i guess being a bit of a mentor to these guys so Taking on a young guy has been quite nice. You know, he's put a lot of trust into me and helped me like nurture him, not only as an athlete, but as a person. Mm. So it's been cool.
2: Yeah, we were talking about in that, that in the car, on the way to go-karting, and that's the first time I've ever heard, I've ever even thought about that, that it's, you're not, your job isn't just there to make sure they're ready for the race, is it really? It's off the track and making sure, or is that your job or do you just do that for him because he's like a friend, like want to be there on a personal level for him?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it depends on the agenda, right? And like and the, the, the particular character that you're working with, you know, like so with Daniel, him being a, a senior driver, um, he kind of like he's already kind of like molded himself and who he is yeah. as a person. And he built this professionalism over time. So kind of when I came in, I already saw a very strong sense of professionalism and how he approaches race weekends and whatnot um where with yuki i think he's still figuring himself out you know he's very young yeah. so i think you know to come into this sport and just be ex, you know exposed to so much is, it's quite can be quite daunting and these these young drivers don't really get taught how to deal with pressure and how to get d- dealt you know how to deal with the external environment that's around them so mm-hmm. yeah my coaching with yuki is very very different to my coaching with daniel which is which has been refreshing right like obviously i'd, I'd you know the, the way i guess the way daniel left left, left originally left the sport is back but mm. it's probably not not ideal um and you know i obviously had you know further endures that i would have loved to achieved with daniel you know I, I had big hopes that you know we're, we're going to achieve something great together mm. um so now being with yuki is like okay cool well now my mindset has to change i got this young kid that needs a lot, lot more guidance and certain things that he wants that he needs to work on and uh yeah helping him with that and so far uh yeah we're making progress
1: yeah. it is a bit like daddy Daycare. like you're like because you because you were saying you know his his kind of uh what's the what's the word for it kind of mental process and and everything
0: with the track it also
1: affects his personal life, and you're trying to balance both of those things
0: yeah exactly i think I think with Yuki that the issue's never been is he fast enough like he's quick mm. he's he's really really quick um I see that the team sees that um it's it's more about um how he approaches particular adversity around you know. When it comes to sport, it's never going to be smooth. You're going to have your ups and downs, and it's how you treat those downs and how you respond to those those critical moments in sport where things don't go your way. How are you actually going to respond to that? And the truth is, if if you don't respond well to that, especially in this sport, it, it will drown you. Like emotionally, it will drown you because this sport uh, it's it's it just goes on so quick, right? There's just 24 races. Honestly sometimes you just feel like you're in a bit of a simulation you just go 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 right yeah. so like this this year just goes so quick you can't you can't just drown in your emotions you can't keep holding on to the past mm. you need to keep looking forward so yeah giving giving Yuki some some uh, some, some some anchoring techniques to how to you know help him i guess deal with certain adversity that sport's going to bring because let's be honest it's 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 part of this it's part of the it's part of the deal right like in yeah. sport you're not you're not going to just be on a high for the rest of your career yeah. you're always going to have some sort of low
1: having said that though with everything that daniel went through last year yep. i think there was a lot of emotion and a lot of mind monkeys as uh, as freddie hunt calls them mind monkeys with everything that was going on did you find yourself helping with that as well
0: in a way or trying to help yeah i, I think you know at times you, you definitely need to be a sounding board as a coach you know sometimes these guys just need to vent vent what they're feeling vent what uh what's going on with yeah. them and uh so yeah i, I definitely was um a, a I was definitely a sounding board for Daniel and, you know, I was trying to be as open as I could with him and help him through, you know, a difficult time in, in his career. Cause, you know, as we said, he's had some amazing highs in his career, which is something a lot of drivers would love to achieve with what Daniel's achieved. And then all of a sudden he's now, you know, he now had to deal deal with the low and, and, you know, all credit to him. He's obviously gone the right way about it. And now he's got himself back into the sport, refreshed, reset, ready to go. And, you know, he, you know, he's openly come out and said like, yes, that, that, that break has, obviously something I needed. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think you can definitely learn a lot about yourself in some, in some real like, disappointing times in, in your career. And if anything, it can almost be your biggest growth at times as well. 100%. Right? Yeah. So that's another exciting thing to, I guess, from Daniel's side is like, you know, if he has put the work in for it with himself, he's probably just going to keep growing from this. So, mm. and hopefully it reflects on the track for him. What would you say is the biggest
2: difficulty about this swap? Like what's the difference between the two drivers and what's the one thing that you think is like the hardest thing here? Because I guess you were so used to the way one routine
0: was or one person and now you've completely swapped someone new. Yeah, I I think the handover period is the most difficult part. It's obviously like building that that relationship because if you don't have that person-to-person relationship with your driver, all of a sudden you don't have that, that trust barrier that's there and obviously like as a coach, you need your driver to trust you, right? Because, you know, you're, you're doing a lot for them. Yeah. You're asking for a lot. And if there's no trust and there's a bit of resistance, then progress can can not be so linear. <laughs> so I think the biggest difficulty is just building that report. So what I what we, what we did, Yuki and I, we decided to go to Dubai together for pre-season, which was very risky because we, we'd only met for an hour in Abu Dhabi after the race for a coffee just to see if, you know, let him suss me out a little yeah. bit. And that's how he decided was just that, that hour meeting yeah
2: damn
0: yeah yeah we went for Did you talk
2: about serious stuff in the hour meeting or just
0: no we actually talked about fashion because i saw he had some pretty fancy shoes on i was like okay you got a bit of swag talk yeah, to me yeah. about this and, <laughs> and then we spoke about food surprise um, <laughs> he loves his food <laughs> he loves his food <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think literally one of his first questions was like what's your favorite cuisine and I was like, oh, shit, he's serious. I said Japanese and Italian. And he goes, oh, good answer. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, in my head, I was like, I've got the job. <laughs> and then I was like, on oh, yours? And he goes, same. And I was like, okay, good stuff." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, an hour coffee. And, uh, and then he was like, yep, cool, let's do it. So, went to Dubai. And uh, fortunately, for those two and a half weeks, we got along really well. Um, And it was just natural. Like no one forced anything. We just got to the hotel, ate, you know, talked about our families, you know, just the the general Mm -hmm. chit-chat of getting to know Mm -hmm. someone, you know, how you grew up. You know, he was telling me he was a bit of a rebel in school and he always used to get, get grounded or suspended and <laughs> he reckons he spent more time outside of the class than inside of the class. So I was like, well, thank God you're quick at quick at racing. We <laughs>
1: yeah, did the same, but we're not, we're not very, very quick. <laughs> well, I'm quick at racing. I'm first on the pits of the Yeah, yeah. you are, yeah. You're gonna
0: never going to let, let that So yeah, that, that was probably the most difficult part is just making sure that I, I build that relationship with Yuki because the, the rest wouldn't progress without that.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's no secret that... We know from Drive, Survive and other things that Yuki hates training. Like I've always known him as the one guy that hates training, gym and stuff like that. And your job is literally to do that with him. So how have you stepped into that and how is he finding it? Is he is he enjoying training or are you having to force him to the gym or is he not missing his alarms?
0: Yeah, it's funny because like when I first came in to, to train Yuki and, and come on board, you, you obviously, you can quite easily have a, a bit of a, a picture on what you what you perceive this person to be based on, you know, external um, chat or mm. ex- external, um, I guess, noise, like like Drive to Survive. Mm. But I kind of came in with it like just a fresh approach. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let people tell me what he's like or, or what he's not like. I'm just going to go in and yeah. observe what I find straight away. And truth is, like, he was a machine. Like, we trained so hard and he didn't complain once. He didn't nag once it was just, let's get to business. Let's go. This is why we're here. And honestly, like we, we smashed all these PBs. So like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm kind of glad I went in with that approach because I probably would have taken my coaching a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, my approach a little bit differently to training. But I was like, no, nope, we're doing this. We're doing that. And um, I noticed very quickly that he's, he's a very data driven guy. So I noticed because that was one thing coaching him in the gym. I was like, okay, I need to figure out what motivates this guy. I don't know him, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if me talking to him like during a set is going to motivate him. I don't know if he is like someone who, who will respond to my type of coaching just yet because he doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. I haven't earned that respect yet. But I noticed mm-hmm. very early on if I showed him data and be like, cool, okay, this is your PB or this is where I want you to be at with your next strength by mm-hmm. April. And he'd be like, oh, wow, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, it is a lot. That's where I want you to be. Mm-hmm. And then every day he'd be like, What's my number? What's my number? And I was like, okay, now I see how I'm getting through. You found the formula. I found the formula. So that's what the cool thing was about pre-season is like, like you said, you're just getting to know someone, understanding what motivates them, understanding like how to actually get through to him a little bit. And yeah, so that's kind of like, yeah, learnt learnt, learnt a lot through through Dubai and just, yeah, spending a bit of time together. Speaking of necks, you actually, I can tell you train your neck because it's (laughs) fucking wham. I went through a phase of using the neck harness only because... Me and Daniel were just having a chat, and we we're just like, "Who's necks thicker?" And I think Blake measured Daniel and Daniel's neck one year in Abu Dhabi, and my neck, and my neck was one centimeter thicker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so proud of that, so I kept training it because I was like, "I want to keep have a bigger neck than Daniel." <laughs> so that was like my competitiveness coming out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I mean Yuki's neck's pretty pretty thick now. I think he'd probably have me. I reckon
1: we noticed it with Oscar because yeah. Oscar came on our pod before he was an F one driver. You know, he's like a young lad sat there, and he's grown into this His, his neck, this is, massive his neck now.
0: is fucking huge, man. Yeah. Huge. Well, I mean, they, they drive. They drive so much, right? So I think, and also the more pre-seasons Oscar does now, I think you you just naturally you see uh, he's probably going to keep going. I think.
2: I noticed you shared a clip on your Instagram not long ago. It was when you went on Sky Sports Pod and you were talking about a story with Yuki from when you just started training with him. And I'm desperate for you to tell it on this show because it absolutely killed me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think was, this was the first time I actually thought I may lose my job. Um, <laughs> I felt fairly safe until this moment, but uh, yeah. So like preseason went well. Did testing in Italy. Um, everything was looking really, really good. Yuki was super fit. So we've we've you know we've come into Bahrain first race, and where we stay in Bahrain, we stay on the beach. It's it's a really nice spot. So every morning. I was teaching Yuki a mobility session so just just honestly what wake up in the morning we go on the grass, get some sun in the morning so get some natural sunlight and we just sit on the grass and we'll just do a mobility session um, because he was he was he was a bit stiff when I first got a hold of him in, in January and he was really enjoying these mobility sessions in yeah. the morning just getting some sun. Mm. so uh, Friday came around Friday practice. I texted him i was like cool let's do our mobility session so friday practice bro. yeah so this is on the friday, before, on the friday the race. before the race oh yes, my this is first, first practice together first weekend together um i thought this was like a training session outside of season yeah, I know. no mate this is race weekend oh my michael yeah i know just all right um so we've gone out we've rolled the the mats out and uh essentially like i have a golf ball and we use the golf ball to roll out the ball of our feet and just loosen up our feet. So he's rolling his feet and I've got the foam roller. So I'm rolling out my back. And then what he's done, he's grabbed the foam, he's grabbed the golf ball and he just lobbed it onto my shin. And oh. I'm like, yeah, obviously it hurt, right? And he's giggling. Cause you know, good thing about me and Yuki, we, we banter each other quite a lot. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. You, you think that's funny? Okay, cool. No worries. So like I, I let him go and then he starts, he took the foam roller, started rolling his back. So I grabbed the golf ball. And then as I was walking to get the sparky ball, I just like threw the golf ball over my shoulder. Like I wasn't even looking. And I just thought, oh, I'll just lob it. And it will probably get him in the shin or something. I've lobbed it. And he's like rolling on his back. And it has hit him straight in the oh. eye. Like right eye. <laughs> like, and I even had the pop. Like he hit it clean. Oh, right? And no. like golf balls are hard. Like, and it was like, it was a fair, decent lob. And you've lobbed it up in the sky and it's come down on his... Yep. Oh man. Yeah. That so, was so hurt. Like, oh no, it hurt. Like he, he was rolling in pain, like holding onto his <laughs> eye. I panicked. I was like, okay, i am just...
2: This is in your new job as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's my new job. And I was I panicked. So I just... <laughs> I ran to the bar. <laughs> like, there was like, it was like a bar him by the pool. there rolling. I, I had to... Yeah. I, I, no, sorry. I think I did... A, I think I
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even say anything. You, <laughs> off. you made that,
0: Yuki. <laughs> I was like, are you okay? And uh, all, all I'm hearing is, ah... And I'm like, okay, I need to do something here. <laughs> so I ran to get some ice. Came back with some ice. And I was like, dude, just put this on your on your face oh, like i'm so sorry and i was wait to be like it, uh, to be honest i was waiting for him just to absolutely tear me apart kick off. like kick off yeah T- to his point he, i think he was just in so much pain he just he didn't and he just looked at me and he's like and he, he looked at me and it was just already red uh. Had, couldn't open it so it wasn't open yet and i'm like oh no so we started applying ice on it for about yeah f- five minute intervals for about an hour probably i reckon after 35 minutes he could slowly start to open it by this point we're leaving for the track in about two hours oh my god and i'm like oh no this is not good so i'm sitting there like your heart must have dropped bro i've never apologized so much in my life i was apologizing <laughs> I every 30 seconds right <laughs> and then to, to yuki's point he just looks at me and he's like how is it and i'm, I'm looking at it it's not too bad <laughs> Right. <laughs> so uh he goes, Okay. He's like, let's test it. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? He's like, let's play table tennis. And I'm like, Oh, this is gonna end bad. <laughs>
2: Straight in the eye
0: again. <laughs> and to give you some context, we were playing table tennis every morning and I was smoking him every morning. So I'm like, the last thing I wanna do is smoke him again with one eye, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like we get to the table tennis and I'm just like hitting it back gently and mate, he kicks off he's like i know you're taking it easy (laughs) i was like oh no i was just trying to get his confidence back up so we played a bit of table tennis kept icing it we get to the track and the first thing i can think of is i need to tell everyone at the track not to say anything about his eye because if everyone just starts honing in like what happened to your eye Mm. all of a sudden that's going to be a natural distraction come p1 and p2 so I've like stormed into the, the, the paddock, gone straight into hospitality. I'm like, don't say anything about his eye. All right, I've, I've got it sorted. I've got it sorted. Everyone's like, yep, okay. Everything's under control, don't worry. I work. run straight to the doctor. I'm like, we need eye drops. <laughs> this is what I've done. And the doctor's just like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally, th- I've gone to the mechanics. Don't say anything to my eye. Don't say anything to Yuki about his eye. Literally the first person that walks into our race room, I haven't, I haven't uh, told the marketing team literally the marketing team walks in oh my god what happened to your eye <laughs> no and yuki oh was just god. like i could tell he was frustrated like what have you done to me sort of thing um thankfully we were he was okay yeah <laughs> we used some eye drops um his eye was hurting for about 10 days after unfortunately so we did have to keep a close eye on it but um not intended uh yes yes <laughs> touché um <laughs> but hey i didn't lose my job <laughs> yeah. uh and the rest is history we actually had a pretty good race race one actually so yeah. uh yeah i think we finished p11 uh thankfully because i was like if we have a bad race i'm definitely getting the blame here <laughs> like 100 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah just a freak accident where i've literally hurt my driver before a race weekend which is not ideal
1: good icebreaker you know yeah like it, i probably can't get any worse from here now I hope not.
0: I hope not. It was. He started it. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. yeah he I did. just went to new heights <laughs> that I shouldn't have. But uh, yeah, I like honestly, it, it, I was quite scared that he wasn't going to race like, like that that Friday. That would have been I was, I was convinced that he might not better.
1: Yeah. On a that, serious note, it could have been really bad. Oh no, it, it
0: definitely could have. It was. It was a complete.
2: <laughs> oh, he knows. He oh, knows. <laughs> oh no, I,
0: like I 100 I percent understand like it was very reckless of me to just throw it and just but yeah yeah Do you
1: realize who you're working with mike come on <laughs> man. i
0: know, I know. <laughs> these things happen these things happen i was kicking myself that night i didn't sleep i don't think but uh all, all like I, I must give yuki a big big shout out there he he took it well yeah he didn't uh he didn't make me feel worse than what i already felt and uh he got on with business so uh yeah, as a coach, I'm just gonna say that was just good coaching by me. I was just throwing adversity his way and just seeing how he could cope yeah, with it. Yeah, so no,
1: that's that yeah, you're breaking boundaries with your coaching yeah, skills. You should yeah. run a perk or something. <laughs> just tossing balls and be with
0: did Michaels didn't Michael Phelps coach purposely crack his goggles before a semi-final just to like see if he could cope with the adversity of having water in his eye? Really? Yeah, I think that I think that's a technique. So I'm I'm gonna run with that. Oh wow. I purposely hurt his eye just to see how he could uh oh, wow. Cross check that. But I'm pretty sure he did, he did something like that to try and like put it, put Michael outside of his comfort zone to see how he deals with it on wow. the spot. You know what I mean? And that's, that's kinda crazy. like helps you prepare for the un- unknown when it comes to competition or sport. Was it a final though? I think it was a semi. Oh that's fine then. But it was a de- semi final. I definitely cross check my not my, my info, but let's just let's just roll with that. Like I purposely <laughs> I purposely hurt his eye to see how he would react. Yeah, yeah and now he's and, a better driver because of it. Yeah and he I'd passed. Say. I gave him an A plus for that. Whereabouts
1: does Yuki live?
0: Faenza. So near near the uh Apatari factory.
2: So how often do you see him, like,
0: on an average week? Um, To be honest, I don't go to Fayanza much. I'm trying to give him more independence and responsibility when he's back there. Like, obviously, I'll give him a plan. And he's been so good. Like, he will do every session. He will fill in the session. I get a notification telling me he's done a session. If he can't do the session, he has to do it tomorrow. He rings me and says, this is why I can't do it. I will do it tomorrow. And he always does. So, like... This whole he doesn't like training business. I think honestly, I think we can supersede that now. Like from what I've seen, is the guy loves training. Like does a- he does he just tell you that he's training, or do you actually have video footage? So, I, so <laughs> the app that I use actually links his heart rate to his Polar heart rate. Are monitor. you sure he's training? Well, I don't know what else is getting his heart rate up to <laughs> one eighty. <180. laughs>
1: I'm just putting it out there. You can never be sure. I mean, he's, I know what
0: raises my heartbeat. I mean, he's burning calories, so I mean, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> Doesn't
1: matter how you do it.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Um, what do you do to keep fit? You I'll, gym. I'll do time? gym.
0: I'll run. I'll like you run. said
2: you're up at six a.m. this morning. Is that a set routine for you?
0: Yeah, unless I'm jet lagged. But yeah, that's usually a set routine for me. But I like running because I find running clears my clears my head. Mm-hmm. you know a bit of a digital detox when you're running you can't look at a screen where at the gym these days you've got tvs up and you know sometimes True, you, can, yeah. you can have your your phone in your pocket or your phone on the floor and you can be a bit distracted where running you can't really be distracted you just this is you and yourself mm-hmm. so yeah probably running and in, in, in gym is probably the, the main two things that i can do consistently especially with all the travel yeah.
2: Yeah, running's, running's good. And we got a nice place to run around here. I definitely don't have yeah, much. Yeah, that, that's me. why
0: you go all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't have much of an excuse. Do you remember when you were here last time, we asked you whether you wash Daniel's race suit? And you said yes. No. Do you yes. wash Yuki's?
0: Hell no. You see, you don't <laughs> wash Yuki. Nah, that goes straight to the laundry, man. We got a laundry ba- bag. So when he's got his small, small sweaty bag. stuff, he puts it straight into the laundry <laughs> bag. I don't touch it. I uh, feel like Brad's getting. Taking the mick out of a little bit
1: for 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 washing maxes he washes maxes yeah interesting yeah that was the whole thing last time was that you don't wash yuki's or look
0: i think i think there's been maybe two races where i've had to physically bring the laundry bag to my hotel and get it laundered and then obviously then put it back Mm -hmm. in the laundry bag and bring it back to the track i probably had to do that twice this year Mm -hmm. but uh if, if that's what brad means by having to wash his clothes i'm assuming oh maybe that's oh yeah i don't think brad's there with the soap yeah i don't don't think he's bringing it home and yeah and then washing it in his own washing machine (laughs) but uh yeah it's it's not to be honest i think it's just it's just based on team on what the the team expectations are i don't have an issue doing it but uh the team have a, a personnel person doing it but if they need a hand i'll obviously offer so yeah there's probably been a couple races where i've had to do it and uh i think we i think i lost some some stuff. I think some some stuff went missing when I did it. Well it was so. you it wasn't you who gave uh, Daniel two left handed gloves. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, that yeah. was me. Any, <laughs> yeah, any was mishaps
1: me. with with Yuki yet at all?
0: Oh good question. Um well I mean, besides nearly blinding him, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apart from that. We we'll no. forget about that though.
0: Uh, no, so far so far so good. I've been I've been on it when it comes to the to the attire. hmm Yeah. Even spot on. Yeah.
2: What would you say the biggest changes are between I don't know Alpha Tower and McLaren, like within the garage or within the whole race weekend, is there anything that's just completely different?
0: Uh, the culture, you know you get the Italians to to, to the Brits, oh, like yeah. so the Italians say they, they speak a little bit of English, but not so much. but so like I guess my how I can connect with them is a little bit restricted mm. um, but that hasn't affected the relationship at all. like I've I've built a very strong relationship with the entire team. They've been so welcoming but uh yeah probably just the culture i think everything else is i mean once you're at the racetrack it's all about just racing it is what it is, it, yeah. it is, what it is. the garages all feel the same just different colors yeah. but um yeah probably just a little bit of a culture difference which is completely fine by me I've, I've got a bit of italian in myself so if anything it just makes me feel closer to home
1: and do you like get to go in the mclaren garage uh the motorhome still and see some old friends or anything or are you banned from
0: there <laughs> i wouldn't say i'm banned but <laughs> i think the hospitality yes uh, i wouldn't walk into the garage um but i i see most of them walking through the paddock so yes mm. still 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 good friends with them still chat um a couple of them were bantering me about the ashes, so then you know I would banter back. So because mm. yeah, so that's there's still a bit, a bit of friendly fire there at McLaren mm. and even Renault. I still I still speak to a lot of the guys um, in Renault when me and Daniel were there for two years. So now called Alpine. So you uh, your brainy. I could feel your brain trying to no, figure. No, I out. knew.
2: I knew. You I did. Knew. Yeah. I didn't.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Did you see that video <laughs> with Daniel and Yuki? You, didn't, you haven't seen it, the, the laughing thing? I haven't seen it The laughing challenge But who, Daniel who, was who like touching it? Yuki's leg. Uh, Daniel laughed at every single thing.
0: I was about to say, I'm pretty sure I, f- I felt like Daniel would have laughed first. <laughs> yeah. okay. That
2: must be so strange for you having them two there. Because that must feel like almost your whole Formula One career is now in one place kind yeah, of thing. Yeah,
0: essentially. It's funny. Because it's funny because I actually went in Faenza last week. I went for dinner with Yuki. And before the mains came out, the, sorry, before the entrees came out, he said to me, let's play a game. I said okay what, what game were we playing he goes first one to laugh pays for dinner and I was like why is he doing this and now it, now it makes sense because he did this with Daniel he so laugh. Uh, we, we tried joking and whatnot, and then eventually I just it got to a point where entrees came out we ate mains came out and no one had laughed yet and I was like geez someone's had to pay for dinner here so I um <laughs> I just put water in my mouth and I just spat it all out. <laughs> <laughs> and I made him actually laugh. So I won that one. Have you hit the karaoke
1: with him yet? We know he loves a little bit of karaoke. Yeah,
0: not yet. He, I actually bought him, a, um, you know those Bluetooth karaoke um, microphones for no. his birthday? So we've got one at the track. We haven't used them yet. So, that's, so uh, I'm waiting for him to use it. So, he was actually so excited when I got it for him. I thought it'd be like a little joke. I was like, oh, happy birthday, man. He was like, whoa, I've always wanted one of these. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to banging out a session with him.
1: And we got the Japanese Grand Prix coming up soon. Well, we got Zanvort, Monza, and then is, is it Singapore, after that? Singapore
0: Suzuka, doubleheader, yep.
1: How's Yuki feeling
0: ahead of the Japanese Grand Prix?
1: Is he excited?
0: Yeah, I think so, right? Like, I think anyone's home Grand Prix always feel the extra love, you know? Yeah. And, and I think Yuki does like, yeah, I think he's, he, I think he loves like Japan in general because, you know, it's, it is his hometown and his number one cuisine is Japanese. So all he wants to talk about is, I can't wait till when we get to Tokyo to all the f- places I'm going to take you to eat. So I'm like, okay, surely cool. he's
1: going to get treated like royalty there. And you're going to be like, yeah, that's, what I was, of that's what kind
0: of what I was thinking. Well, well look, I, as long as he takes me to the restaurants, I'm happy because mm. <laughs> I, I love Japanese. Um, so we've been speaking about Tokyo for quite a while already. So I'm really looking forward to that just, I guess, just to, I guess, experience what he's experiencing and I'm sure he'll show me a a little bit more of a a cultural feel to to, to what, you know, Japan's about because, yeah, Japan's a big place, So is Tokyo, and Mm. it's sometimes you can get a bit lost in that city, so... To have him guide me around, I'm actually really looking forward to it.
2: But now we're going to put you on the sim. <laughs> you don't think you're going to be very quick.
0: No, I think I'm going to suck at this,
1: but let's You've go. actually not really been in a sim before, have, have no. you really? No. no. So like, unlike karting, you can't feel
0: any G-Force, so you're going into a corner, you've got no idea. Yeah, I, I was never massively into like gaming, so I'm, I'm not expecting much from, from my side, I'll be honest.
2: Yeah, I was massively into gaming and I'm last, so
1: <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that today is the day that maybe I'm not last anymore. If then. I can beat you, I'll be happy. <laughs> what we do is when we have a driver on, we'll put medium traction on. But as you're not a racing driver, you can have full traction. You can have the racing line. Ah, oh,
0: perfect. Yes, I need uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Is that Don't right? worry, that's what I did um, on. Oh, did you have? And okay. I'm still last. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> still last.
1: It. But you know, Johnny Herbert isn't very far in front of him, <laughs> and he used to drive a Formula One car. So that's a good point. <laughs> Let's, Let's hit hit it. it. Here we go. It's Michael Italiano pit stop fastest lap. What can he do? Minimal, I've got to say, minimal practice laps. Yeah. A lot of people a lot of people come here and they want to do as many practice laps as they can. Michael's like, nah, fuck that, mate. <laughs> three laps and I'm fucking good. So. <laughs> it's all a mystery until the end. That was good, that was all right, apart from the grass. A
0: little bit of grass. <laughs> I'm not happy those last three corners, I'm going to be honest
1: with you. I'm not happy at all. I'll let you lock in now. I won't put you off. Beautiful
0: corner
1: on the yellow curve. That lovely! lovely. Yeah, well, I think I'm, I'm breaking the floor for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine you're on the, you're wrestling with the, with a croc. You got a croc by the neck. You're fucking. <laughs> and here he goes round the last ten of the Red Bull Ring in Australia. 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 There he is, Michael Tagliano. Oh, oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, let's go, bro. Michael Italiano. Hit me. It's good to have you back. You didn't set a lap last time because you didn't have a leaderboard, but now you are back. You've done the sim challenge, the yep. fastest lap. Yeah. Whereabouts, roughly, do you think you may have come?
0: I just hope I beat Jake. <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs> That's all I hope. <laughs> I don't want to be on the bottom, man, but I also wouldn't be surprised if I'm the bottom. I've got to
1: say, you didn't really, you didn't take, I didn't feel that like you took the
0: practice lap seriously enough.
2: I yeah, did, a lot of people have had a lot more than
0: that. Yeah, I did what two, did two like or three laps. Like like <laughs> yeah, oh, you no, it, kidding. Oh, I felt like I was holding you boys up. No, no, oh. no,
1: no. All right. Well, <coughs> Michael, unfortunately, oh, you nice. haven't come on the podium. I must say, you haven't you haven't come anywhere near the podium. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, you're, um, really,
0: you're really making this painful for me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This may be the worst performance of your professional career, oh, no, but I'm yeah, afraid it. to say, <laughs> Michael Italiano, you set a one oh eight point seven three. No, you, <laughs> no. Jake Boys
0: has finally beaten someone. Yes. I, was, I was wondering why you were smiling.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> this is the best day of my life
0: oh and and i stuffed up turn two you're lucky boy
1: <laughs> <laughs> still make great effort so well done yeah, yeah, thanks boys great. thanks mate. <laughs> <laughs> damn it michael so good to see you mate it didn't go well for you at the end there with the lap but it's always good to see you man
0: yeah look i'll work on my sim practice for next time for sure um to wipe that silly smirk off your face <laughs> no but thanks for that thanks for, um, for having me guys really really uh really like in, enjoy talking to you guys and thanks to the carding that was fun yeah, yeah i'm buzzing with this episode i can't wait to edit that yeah, it's, it's fun big edit. it would be good fun
2: yeah when we get a guest back it's fun to do this stuff i hope you guys at home have enjoyed it please do go follow michael's socials all the links will be down below subscribe to the youtube channel if you
0: haven't already give the video a thumbs up anything you want to plug anything you want to say let the people know before you go no i mean you can obviously find me on on social media at Michael Italiano. but besides that, uh, you'll probably uh, you'll probably see me walking around uh, the racetrack this this year. So uh, yeah, all good.
1: Carrying plates of
0: food and helmets.
1: <laughs> Can't wait to see that.
0: For the, rest of the
1: season.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. To you and Yuki, and to the whole team, to the whole of Alpha Tauri. Thanks, mate. But thank you very much for watching the Pit Stop podcast, and we'll see you guys soon.
0: Cheers, Michael. Quality. <clears throat> Let's go. Thanks, guys. Thanks.